What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flipping It, podcast all about reselling. On this week's episode, it's episode number 40. We're joined by Austin, also known as the FBA Hustler. Uh, how are you doing today, Austin? I'm great, man. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate that. We're going to be talking about um, selling DVDs and CDs on Amazon FBA, uh, which is something I've never really talked about, and I'm really, really curious to get your thoughts on it. Um, so how long have you been selling for? I've been selling on Amazon since the end of 2017. Okay. And um, I got into FBA around March of 2018, and I did books for basically the whole year um, of 18 and then to through the beginning of this year. And then in May, um, I started selling CDs and DVDs in bulk. Um, I was ungated in CV- CDs and DVDs back in the end of 2018, the end of last year. And then I decided that I came to the conclusion that books were starting to get saturated. So I was like, I know that, you know, CDs and DVDs are a gated category. They sell really well. There's very little competition. So the profit potential is huge. So I went full time with CDs and DVDs. And I still do books a little bit here and there, but mostly just uh, discs and media. Right, and cool. I bought, um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. I buy in bulk, basically. Okay. So for anyone that doesn't know, yeah, as he said before, CDs and DVDs is a gated category um, for a lot of people. Um, so how do you end up getting ungated? Did you were you auto ungated or did you go through like a little process? I had to go through a process. I had to go through a distributor just like they, just like for major, major categories and major brands, you have to get an invoice from a distributor. And um, so, yeah, I went through that long process and uh, got it done. It's not as hard as most people make it seem to be. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's a pretty quick process if you do it the correct way. So how do you kind of like go about doing that? What's like the first step? The first step is um, finding a distributor um, that a, a reputable wholesale distributor for CDs and DVDs, and then you get the invoice from them basically, and then you just submit it to Amazon. That's the that's the short, uh, simple, simplified version of it. There's a little bit more to it. Yeah, which obviously. I, I yeah, which I, I go into in a, a course that I offer, but okay. that's the uh, short version of it. <laughs> All right. So what kind of like, what was like, you said books felt a little saturated. Um, Were you selling like CDs with books at the same time or did you kind of just like cut off books and just go directly to CDs? I kind of cut off books and went directly into CDs and DVDs because I would be going to thrift stores and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, I'd be scanning and I, I don't know, I'd walk out with like three to five books. Whereas, you know, a year prior I could walk out with, you know, 30, 50, and I was like, you know, it's I, it's only going to get worse because it's ungated. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to get into it. And most people I talk to, they always start off with books. So as yeah. Amazon grows, as the sellers grow, it's only going to get worse and worse. So I was like, yeah, I need to find another category. Yeah, it's a, it's a great beginner category. But after right. a while, you kind of got to move on. I agree. I'm kind of doing something similar as well. Um, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm still doing books a lot, but I'm kind of starting to look into other categories, which is another reason I'm really interested in this. So yeah. Um, what's kind of like the criteria you look for in CDs, like based on rank and stuff? So for CDs, I don't go above, um, 300,000 mm-hmm. in rank unless it's, unless it's selling for like, you know, $30 or more. I don't mind it sitting for a year. 
mm-hmm. um, six months to a year, so you know, with the fees and whatnot, because it's not going to be, it's not going to be that bad based on what the profit potential will be if it's selling for like thirty bucks or more. However, um, with DVDs, it's a little bit different. Uh, the max rank for that is about a hundred thousand. Okay. And DVDs, just for your listeners, DVDs so better than um, CDs. I personally bought um, nineteen Gaylords <laughs> of oh, CDs. Wow. Yeah, so I have plenty. So when I go to thrift stores, I'm just looking for DVDs because I have I have bounds and bounds of CDs. There's plenty of them that I have, and they're slower movers than DVDs. I, I look at it like this: like, um, you know, everyone has their certain genre of music that they like, but most mm-hmm. people will watch any kind of movie, and that's probably why they sell a little bit better. Yeah. So, so have you have so you obviously noticed that CDs sell a bit slower? Um, yes. And there's obviously. Uh, probably a lower demand for them just based on the new phone technology and everything. But have you been noticing people like buying CDs still like often? Yeah, I sell around, I sell around, you know, 30 to 40, sometimes 50 CDs a day. So I know, I know they still sell them because not everything is streamable. And that is, Mm -hmm. that goes for both music and movies. You know, you can't find all like, like, all of Elton John's, all of the Beatles, not all of their albums. There are some unique albums and whatnot that are still not streamable. It's the same goes with movies. A lot of old school movies and classic movies, they're not available to stream. And there's still a whole generation of people that, you know, want that physical copy in their hand. So that's mm-hmm. basically who I cater to and who I'm selling for. Yeah, and it's kind of similar with books as well, because people obviously like to have that physical book instead of reading it on their phone or whatnot. So I kind of, exactly. I kind of still feel you there. Uh, and you said you sell about 50 to 60 a month, you said, or a week or a day? What was it? I sell about 30 to 40. And then sometimes on like the really good days, 50 to 60 a day. So Jeez. Um, I think in the last month, I, in the last 30 days, I've sold 1,100 items, maybe 11, maybe 1,050, something like that. Okay. Wow. That's, that's a ton. So yeah, I kind of want to like walk through the process. Uh, you said you get your CDs in bulk. So what's kind of like the first step you do to go through those CDs or DVDs or whatever? So I, I can give you a little backstory on, mm-hmm. on what I did and then how I processed it. Okay, yeah, so that's perfect. What I, yeah, what I did was um, I was going, you know, thrift store, thrift store, getting – when I switched over from books to CDs and DVDs, and I was, I was like, this is taking too long. I'm not finding enough. So I searched the entire United States Craigslist for some bulk leads, and mm-hmm. I found 19 – Gaylords of CDs and DVDs in um, Arkansas for nine hundred dollars. Okay, well, nine wow. hundred dollars is what I got them down to. So it was around it was around forty four thousand uh, CDs and DVDs, which is like nothing. So I shipped them. I had them uh, FedEx freight take um, ship them from Arkansas to a warehouse that I rented for a month, and then in nine days I moved all of the CDs and DVDs into, you know, our favorite Home Depot, 12, uh, 16 by 12 by 12 mm-hmm. small Home Depot boxes. I moved them all into that. And then, yeah, that took me nine days to move them all into the boxes. And then from there, I moved them into my basement in my house. And then I work out of my house now. So that's, okay. that's the backstory on it. Okay, wow. That's pretty cool. So you kind of are now just going through those like day by day, whenever you like want to just kind of get some more inventory. Oh, yeah, yeah. So every week, I try to send in four to 500. So like, Monday, Tuesday, I scan about 10 boxes. Um, Wednesday, I change out all the cases for the CDs. And then Thursday, Friday, I I, um, 
you know, make the shipment and I send them out. UPS. So, yeah. So when you're, when you scan through them, what, what app are you using? I use Scally, formerly known as okay. FBA scan. Um, right. I think Scout IQ is amazing, but they still, um, they're still working on their, the CD and DVD part. Yeah. Um, big time. But for books, they're amazing. So, so also you mentioned, um, changing out the cases. So what's the reason that you do that? So when they're in the, uh, when they're in the Gaylords, they get scratched and cracked mm. and, uh, they're really dirty. They, they collected a lot of dust over the years because who I bought them from, they were actually booksellers that didn't want anything to do with the CDs and DVDs that they, um, accumulated. So after a while they, they just sat in the, you know, on the side. So I change most of them, if not all of them out. And I pay about, you know, 30 cents per case. So it's not that bad. And then what's nice is when you change the cases out, you can sell them as uh, very good or like new because mm. they're brand new cases. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a great idea. So mm -hmm. another thing that it's, I'm kind of curious on since you buy in bulk, do you know that if all the uh, CDs are working or do you have to test them? Um, it's probably upwards of 95% of the CDs that I have are immaculate on the back. There's no scratches. Okay. There's no, there's nothing. If they're really bad, I'll set them to the side. Mm. And, um, I don't have a resurfacing machine yet. Like one of the echo that. pros, mm -hmm. um, I, it would take me forever if I had to scan through all the boxes, change out the CD cases and send, and, and then, you know, uh, resurface them as well. So, and those, those machines are kind of expensive. So it's not really something I've added into my operation because such a small percentage are scratched. Anyway. Yeah, they're definitely, they're, they're definitely very expensive. I was looking into them cause I have some video games that I sell that uh, don't work and they're like yeah. upwards of like a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks. Yes. They're about like 1200 to 1500 new and then refurbished. It's like 800. And I was like, damn. And, and I figured it'd just slow me down. Video games, that's different because those things, video games, they move so fast. But mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'd rather just get through these things and get them out the door, you know? <laughs> Do you ever get into video games at all? Have you sold any of those? Oh, yeah. Um, so in the bulk, I got, mm -hmm. in the bulk by that I got, it was CDs, DVDs, video games, software. It, it was a mix of everything. There okay. was some books in there, you know? When you buy in bulk, I don't know if you've ever um, bought a Gaylord, but <laughs> like, if you bought a Gaylord of books, there's going to be books in there mixed with a whole bunch of other random stuff mm -hmm. because when people process, you know, things get thrown in there. So, so another thing that's um, curious, obviously when people buy in bulk, there's going to be stuff that's not worth much money. So what are you doing with the CDs that like are not worth anything? Yeah. So my duds, how I monetize those is I just sell them on um, Facebook marketplace. Okay. And um, I have people come by and I'll be like, um, so the CDs, they can, can hold about 200 in one of those Home Depot boxes. So I, I basically just put an ad on like $20 a box mm. and they can go through and they pick them up. And then um, the rest, I, the rest I will either, I'll probably end up whatever I don't sell, just donating and getting tax credit for. Okay, nice. So um, yeah, that's, that's a very smart idea. Get your money out of your duds because they're not worth anything to you. Do you think exactly. it's other people that are trying to sell them or just people that like listening to them? It's people that like, um, like listening to them because I'm a, I'm a very honest person. So I wouldn't want to sell duds to mm. someone that's like, you know, a really, that's another reseller. Like mm. there was a reseller that actually bought from me, bought some of my duds. And I'm like, you know, just so you know, I've been through them. These are ones that I don't want, you know, they are, you know, mm. my duds, you know, so I just wanted him to make, I just want to make sure and he bought, he bought them anyway. He's like, I understand. So I'm very upfront and 
you know, with people. When yeah, as you should. That. Yeah. So ha- another thing I'm really curious about, obviously with books, there's categories There's certain book categories. Is there the same thing that with CDs like that you see sell well? Yeah. So with CDs, um, old rap albums sell okay. really well. Um, classic rock. You'll see like certain um, albums by so you'll see a lot of like repeat albums. Like I've, I think in that my bulk buy, I have like hundreds of the same Jimmy Buffett CD that has mm-hmm. that, that Margaritaville song on it. Yeah. I keep seeing that one. So you'll see a lot of repeats, but the popular ones are like, it's really weird, but Christmas music, movie soundtracks, mm-hmm. old rap albums. Um, and then newer music too, newer, newer stuff. Like, you know, I'll, you wouldn't think of it, but like, like, um, Katy Perry, um okay. people that you would think would be streaming this stuff that th- th- those kind of cds still sell like Katy perry lady gaga um <clears throat> even eminem's new stuff all of, all the different genres pop oh, cool. hip-hop whatever you, you have they still sell as well so it's kind of weird yeah and so then that... with go ahead. go ahead i'm sorry no you go ahead you go ahead um with movies with dvds mm-hmm. it's dvd sets TV series in um, old mm-hmm. classic movies, like black and whites. And the reason I think like the black and white sell in the classics is because those aren't streamable, but those move fast. So. Okay. And then those DVD yeah. sets, do you kind of just bundle them all or are they already bundled? They're already bundled. It'd be like, um, for example, it'd be like, you know, the star Wars prequels, all three of them mm-hmm. together in a DVD set or something like that. And those usually sell really well. You said. Yes. DVD sets move pretty fast. I'm giving away a lot of gems. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Though. No, I want, I want people to know a lot of, I didn't mention it yet, but the, the CD and DVD category, like when I made, when I was telling people how to get ungated and I tell them things like this, I've gotten a lot of backlash because people want, they want to keep it a small niche group. And I'm, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of selfish. And I want to, I want to like help people out, you know, like if they can add another f- couple categories to their book routes or whatever they're doing, then that's good for everyone. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you helping out. So what are some other sourcing options besides bulk that you've noticed works really well for CDs and DVD sellers? So I went this uh, yesterday, actually, uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. Saturday, I went to a library sale, a library book okay. sale. And they have, obviously they sell books and generally at every single one, there's CDs and DVDs. I was the only person there mm-hmm. scanning CDs and DVDs and uh, walked away with a really good profit. I think they were only going about $2 each. So that's one. Um, I go on Facebook Marketplace and um, I buy in bulk lots on there. And then flea markets, obviously. Okay. Thrift stores. I'm trying to think of some other places. Um, offer up. You can, um, if you find really good seller, like sellers, you can sometimes find them cheaper on eBay and then sell them on. Uh, and sell them on uh, Amazon. You can do that thing as well. So. Yeah, like the like the online to online kind of thing. Exactly. I do, I do that a little bit with video games. It's pretty fun, but it does take a lot of time, like scrolling through all the listings. But you can find some pretty good stuff in there. Yeah. So, what's like one or two uh, like really noticeable sales that you've had from selling DVDs and CDs? Like some of my best ones. Yeah, yeah, like some of the big ones that people might like um, to hear about. I sold a CD set. It was like this classic, uh, like fifties dance music, um, like Motown or no, not Motown. It was like, it was called a uh, jukebox something. I don't know. 
and there was like five CDs in there, and that sold for about 170. Oh wow! And then I sold a James Bond DVD set for a hundred. Um, I sold the World War II documentary for like 75, and then I sold some other World War II documentaries for around 100 to 120. So, All right, that's that's huge. I had no idea people were buying CDs for that much money. Especially I didn't either. Everything's used, <laughs> I'm assuming, right? Um, some of them were new. Some of okay. them were uh, used. Okay. I, I found a bulk lot of new DVDs, and some mm. those like the World War II ones I was talking about. Those were all new. Okay, cool. So, what's like the average sales price for like the CDs? Between for the CDs, about nine to t- eight to ten dollars, because I'm moving so many of them. I have to mm. send in, you know, I, my the lowest I'll take is a dollar profit, and then DVDs is probably between eleven to fourteen. Okay, because DVDs and- sell for more, so. Yeah, I figured they would. What's like your repricing strategy? Do you have one or do you just kind of let them sit or what, what's your repricing? So I, um, for CDs, I will compete with all mm. FBA offers. And then it's just because they move slower. And then with the DVDs, um, I kind of just, I match the same condition because they'll move faster. Okay. And how often, yeah. how often are you repricing? Well, I have a repricer that, um, uh, it's Repricer Express, and it's it's the best one. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get any commission off it, but I suggest that to everyone. It's it's automatic, 24/7 repricing. Really? So yeah. whenever anyone goes down, it goes down. Exactly. So how how much are you paying for that? I think it's a hundred a month because I have. Oh wow. Uh, oh, so the amount of listings you have up. Yeah, it's based okay. on that. All right. And how long have you been using that? Because I've never even I've never heard of that actually. Uh probably three to four months really? I was using um I know everybody starts off with reprice it mm-hmm. um I wasn't really impressed with that one so I moved to um reprice express I tried be cool but yeah reprice express is my favorite so far and do you, do you know uh you might not but do you know like the starting out price for the, like the minimum listings yeah I think it's about 50 bucks okay so it's a bit could, it's a bit I more expensive than reprice it I see yeah, but it's definitely worth it. Like, if I think reprice is like twenty twenty five, so mm, if I something like that, if I, if if I had to pay double that to to you know get forty percent more sales, you know that's something I'm definitely gonna get all right with. Mm-hmm. And does that let you kind of like control anything, or how how does like the settings work with it? Do you have like complete control over it? Yeah, pretty much. Like they have tons of settings. Like you, what to do? You know do you want it to go to the men or the max in certain situations, mm-hmm. um, certain conditions to compete with? Um, yeah. What with repricer expresses, you can have as many rules as you want and put as many items into each rule. So if okay. I want, yeah, if I want like certain items to not go past a hundred bucks, you know, you can, you can do that as well. So it's really um, hands on. You can get as into it as you want. And then they, they have, they have rules already set up that, you know, if it doesn't sell within 30 days, it can go into another rule. And then if it doesn't sell within 60 days, you can go into another aggressive rule. So it's, it's, it's really interesting and intricate. So what, what's like the main difference you would say, like when you switched over that you noticed it helped out with? I think it was the automatic 24 mm-hmm. seven um, repricing. Cause when we price it, I think it, it only prices. It's on like a schedule. Yeah, it's on a schedule. It's only a couple times a day or max 
10 to 12. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, it's 24 seven reprice repricing. So if I went into my account right now, it would have probably said like in the last hour, it's repriced two to 3000 items. Wow. And you yeah. also went a ton of buy boxes. Yeah. That seems, seems like a great idea. I'll definitely, definitely look into that. Cause I'm not really liking it, reprice it right now. Um, mm-hmm. it's like, it's going okay, but I feel like I could be doing so much better with it. Uh, I'm just kind of looking for something new. So I'm, I really appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely, so man. what would be like a tip you have for someone that's just starting? Like, what if someone comes to you, like, I want to sell CDs and DVDs, what would you tell them? Well, first, you know, you got to make sure that they're ungated. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, if they're not, I offer a, uh, a course that's, um, been really successful and really effective in getting people ungated in a pretty fast manner but in, and then if they are already ungated generally i'll you know i'll answer any questions they have tell them you know about rank structure where to source what to look for you know how to look for counterfeits with dvds that's a mm. big one <laughs> yeah how do you so, you want to go into that if a little bit if you could how to detect that yeah well a lot of them you can tell on the cover it looks like it was mm. just you know it was printed the cover of the dvd looks like it was just printed out that's and then if the back of the dvd might be blue or um you can tell that it's a burned disc because it would be blue or um really light blue or purple that's that's a clear indicator that it's a counterfeit okay i i honestly didn't even really think about that like are there any other things that you should like look out for if you're sourcing those things um those those are the basic ones sometimes the barcode won't work Mm. And then that, that'll like make you look at the rest of the DVD and you're like, oh crap, this is fake. Everything's printed mm. out. I've okay. had it happen a few times. That can get you kicked off Amazon. So you've got to be really, really yeah. um, vigilant, you know, on what you're sending in because that's the whole reason they started gating these categories in the first place is because there was a huge, people were sending in um, tons of counterfeit um, DVDs. Wow. From Yeah. And then, so they, and they, and they were facing lawsuits. So they had to, you know, make it a gated category. Yeah. Well, helping you out now because not a lot of new sellers obviously can sell there. So yeah. <laughs> you also talked about uh, your course for a bit that you yeah. offer. You want to like kind of go into that and see how you can be able to help people with that? Yeah. So I offer, um, it's a really, I have a website um, me and my brother made and it offers a course that tells you why CDs are why CDs and DVDs are gated, how to, how to get ungated, how to find the wholesaler, how to submit your invoice, how to keep track of it, um, what what to say in the, on the application to the wholesaler because sometimes they don't accept everybody. Mm-hmm. You have to, yeah, everything has to be worded right. And um, yeah, and then once you get your invoice, I basically walk you through that. I check the cart to make sure you buy the right items to get ungated in um, because you have to buy... As you know, you know if you want to get ungated, and let's like let's say Disney, you got to buy Disney products. You mm-hmm. got to make sure that you're you you know you buy the the right ones. And since I've I was successful in getting ungated, and many students so far, I kind of know what to look for, how to fill out the application, and what to put on the invoice, what to put, in, what to buy, and whatnot. <clears throat> yeah, and what what do people need to do in order to get into the course? Um, they can they can DM me on at the FBA Hustler or um, they can go to my website. It's howtogetungated.com. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely go ahead and check that out if you guys are interested in that. Uh, one more thing I had, uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, but what were uh, like some of the things that you learned like throughout reselling just in general? Um, 
probably that it's not as it's not as easy as I guess I guess as some people make <laughs> make it out to look on um Amazon it can be very challenging especially if you're out there sourcing you don't find anything I know a lot of people might quit early it's like a this is like a long-term game you know you got to build up your inventory you got to make sure you're sourcing the right stuff you got to know the data and what to look for when you're sourcing from your you know your sourcing apps you have to have mm -hmm. the right you have to have the right repricing um software set up you got to be sending in the right stuff so i just i would i would suggest most people not don't get discouraged if it doesn't work in the first month or two because it does take a while and it's like I, i've heard other resellers say this and just successful people in general as long as you don't quit you'll get there so mm -hmm. Big that's time. what i've learned along the way and another thing that kind of feed off of that what's like one of the big things that was discouraging for you that happened um that you had to like kind of overcome and go through probably um just constantly looking at sales like if, if mm. sales like you know are down for a day it'll it'll I get, it can like get in my head I so i have you. this you know like it, it can i can be like okay what am i doing wrong is you know i sitting in the right mm -hmm. stuff and you start going in this rabbit hole so I try not to look at sales to the end of the day because at the end of the day, when people, you know, Monday through Friday, when people are home from work, you know, seven to nine and they're purchasing, that's when sales are pretty good. Like mm -hmm. if I'm looking in the morning, you know, not, not a lot of people are buying stuff in the morning or the afternoon. So I try to try to stay away from that because that can, you, you can really get into your head. So. Yeah. I feel you there. I was me yesterday. I was like, cause yeah. I was garage selling and I had like a rough morning. Like I wasn't finding much stuff. I ended up having a pretty good day, but like, and I was just checking my sales. It was like three. It was like one sale, two. I was like, ah, uh, like it was just like yeah. one of those days. So I'm really, really trying to get away from checking Amazon so much, but it's yeah. so hard. Well, I, so I was hard. talking to another, I dude, I know. And I was talking to another seller and he was like, I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, I don't check it until later on. Now, of course, you know, <laughs> sometimes I relapse throughout the day and I'll look. <laughs> and um, he's like, no, you know, you check it every day. I'm like, no, dude a lot of these sailors it's almost like an addiction they check it like every 10 minutes they oh, can't go mean. on it yeah they're, they're in the movie theater they're on a date and they got their <laughs> the amazon app out and they're refreshing the page 20 times yeah it's that's me like, it's it's that hard good, i can't man. i gotta we're get away like from that. it yeah, yeah we're all like that <laughs> it's so funny i i it's it's like my biggest problem right now i keep telling myself like you don't need to check all the time it's just gonna get you upset just right. check it once in, like maybe like once an hour or like once every three hours is good but right. like it's like 20 minutes. I just, I just gotta get bored and I just scroll through my phone and see the Amazon app and just refresh. Yeah. It's, so, it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there tempting. Mm -hmm. My brother, he was like, he's like, just check sales at the end of the week. I was like, bro, you know how hard that would be? <laughs> yeah. And you want to like, or at least for me, cause I got some other like uh, retail arbitrage items. So it's like, yeah. I want to know what I should go rebuy. Exactly. Um, so it's like, I do need to check, but it's like, I just don't need to check that often. So it's like a, double-edged sword there i think it is yeah because yeah you got you have to you know stay on top of it and make sure you know things are selling for the right price and mm -hmm. is the repricer you know tanking certain things so it, it's a double-edged sword <laughs> big time all right so one more thing that you've been talking about recently is that you've been noticing your uh, shipments have been checking in kind of slow i've yeah. been hearing you talk about that have you like figured out why or do you know possibly like any solutions to that yeah so i got a, i have a few things and okay. I don't know if this is this is is actually a solution, but I had like almost a thousand items that are just sitting there, mm. and 
so what I did last time was whenever something it says like it'll be it'll it'll have like a status and it'll be like shipped, delivered, or checked in. Mm-hmm. And if it's delivered and it hasn't said checked in yet, I'll call and I'll report it. And I don't know if this is a solution or whatever, or if this is actually doing it, but I'll be I will I'll call up Amazon seller support, which is always, you know, a fun rodeo. And mm-hmm. I'll say, I'll tell them that it's taking a while. And generally like a day or two later, it starts checking in. So I don't know if that's coincidence or whatever, but um, I've, talk, I've talked to other resellers and they've said that in Q4, they hire more people. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that. And they say that things continually start to check in. So I don't know. I'm hoping that, um, they do hire more people because it's going to be a hell of a year, you know, in August this last month, things are already starting to check in slow. Yeah. Kind of crazy. They get on that. So what, how long do you kind of like let it sit there for? Do you have like a certain amount of time and then you're like, I should probably get on the phone. Well, yeah. If it, once it says delivered, mm. um, within a day or two, I'll call them. And then generally it's the next day it starts checking in. So mm. I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's coincidence. I don't know if it's, I'd like to, I'd like to do a test run and have people try it out and see if it works. But um, yeah, we can do trying that try that here. If you guys yeah. let us know, go ahead and try that out. Uh, DM either me or Austin at the FBA Hustler and let us know because that sounds pretty interesting. Because that'd be a great solution if we could figure that out. Because getting your shipments checked in fast is a big deal. It's so crucial because what, after they're checked in, then it takes like another week for them to become active. So mm-hmm. the faster everything happens, you know, it's going to affect sales. So. Yeah. Well, that would be great. A uh, little project we can do. Hopefully people reach out to you and I, um, and we can kind of get on that. Uh, but I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, please definitely check out Austin, uh, check out his course. If you're interested, uh, if you want to like kind of plug whatever you want to plug, now's the time to do that. Hey, I just uh, keep up the good work, everybody. I know, you know, we're getting near the, um, we're nearing uh, fourth quarter. So get as much in as you can. Don't get discouraged. Like we were talking about earlier, looking at sales or if you can't find some of the thrift stores, just keep hustling, keep pushing and get that stuff in for Q4. And uh, thanks, Tyler, for having me on here. Appreciate it. Yeah, and where, where can they find you? Uh, it's at the, F- the FBA Hustler. On Instagram, on Instagram or on just mostly Instagram? Yeah, just Instagram. I don't have a YouTube or anything yet. Yeah, I kind of just stick to Instagram mostly and the podcast. But thank yeah. you guys for joining. It's been episode 40. Uh, thank you so much to everyone listening. Really, really appreciate it. And keep on flipping.